0: so sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hey veterans, Brian Reese here, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you from, uh, from Austin, Texas. And uh, welcome to this presentation where I talk about how to file a claim for sleep apnea. Okay, there's a bunch of different types of uh, sleep apnea, so Uh, If you're watching this video, I'm assuming you're uh, either a a current active duty military member uh, about to separate or retire, or you're already a veteran, um, and perhaps you have sleep apnea already, and you're wondering about how you file a claim for it with the Department of Veterans Affairs, how you go about getting that service connected uh, and rated at the appropriate level. So again, Brian Reese here, uh, Air Force Disabled Veteran. Uh, and founder of VA Claims Insider. We've got our, our website listed there. Feel free to, uh, to check out who we are, what we do, uh, and why we exist, and uh, how we might be able to help you, okay? So the first thing that you have to think about uh, in any VA disability claim, but this is particular to uh, sleep apnea, is are you even eligible under the law, okay? Now, uh, you need to meet three criteria in order to be eligible under the law. The first is you must have a medical diagnosis of sleep apnea, okay? So for example, if you just file a claim for sleep apnea or obstructive sleep apnea, and you've never been diagnosed with it, you've never had a sleep study done, um, the VA is just gonna deny your claim, all right? Or they're gonna say not service-connected, which you've probably seen uh, before, okay? So in order to be eligible under the law, you have to have a medical diagnosis of sleep apnea that has to be confirmed by a sleep specialist. Uh, and you have to have gone through what's called a sleep study. okay? A sleep study is where they test uh, your breathing, they test for uh, apneic episodes, so uh, how many times you've stopped breathing over particular periods of time. Uh, and then the results of that sleep study will be sent to someone who's a sleep expert who can then diagnose what type of sleep apnea you have. Uh, Whether you have it or not, as well as the severity of your symptoms. Okay, so that's the first part. You must have a medical diagnosis of sleep apnea and it must be diagnosed and documented on a medical record. That can be military medical records, that can be your VA medical records, or that can be private medical records. Okay, but you've got to have it diagnosed and it must be on a medical record. All right, so if the answer to question one is yes, you have sleep apnea, you've been diagnosed. Then it goes to the second part under the law, which is what's referred to legally as the nexus. And all that means is was your sleep apnea caused or made worse by your active duty military service? If the answer to that question is not clear or the VA doesn't know, um, that's why perhaps if you've been denied in the past or you've ever looked inside your e benefits account and you see things that say not service connected. That's what that means, okay? So in order to be eligible under the law for compensation and benefits, your sleep apnea must have been caused or made worse by your active duty military service and that needs to be very clear, okay? Where I see a lot of veterans fail here in the pitfall, uh, and this happens quite a bit, right? Sleep apnea may not have been diagnosed uh, until years after you've left the service, five years, 10 years. Uh, The burden of proof, it gets more difficult to prove service connection at that point, uh, but it's not impossible. And I'm going to talk about how you you may be able to get your your sleep apnea service connected after the fact, as long as you've had a sleep study, okay? And then the third part of that is you must have persistent and reoccurring symptoms of sleep apnea into the present day. So for example, we're going to look at the rating criteria here in a minute. Um, Do you have a breathing machine? that assists you. So for example, has have the VA issued you a CPAP machine, or some other breathing device. Uh, And again, that specifies to specific criteria under the law, which ties to a specific rating, which of course, uh, to you is uh, compensation and benefits. Okay, so you've got to have these three things. If you haven't done those, uh, we can talk about some ways where you might be able to help yourself here uh, in a little bit. So what the heck is sleep apnea? I'll talk about this just for a second. So uh, sleep apnea is a killer. It's, it's a silent killer. It's something that uh, is actually a pretty big issue in our society in general, but uh, it seems to be more prevalent in military members. Uh, but it's a condition that occurs when the upper airway is blocked repeatedly during sleep. That's something known as obstructive sleep apnea, and it causes you to have airflow and breathing problems. Um, and what then happens is your brain doesn't send the proper signals to your body that you need, that you need to breathe, okay? So uh, if that happens, that may be called central sleep apnea. So there's a few different types uh, of sleep apnea that can be diagnosed, okay? So again, the healthcare providers that you see, whether you go to the VA or a private doctor, or you've had this done on active duty, they're going to make you go through what's called a sleep study you know, to diagnose it, and they're going to test For all kinds of things how many episodes have you had how many times have you stopped breathing Um, how many apnea type episodes were detected per hour Uh, and they're also monitoring oxygen and blood levels and during those events so a couple ways you can do a sleep study you can go in uh, and actually do uh, an overnight sleep study at your uh, your doctor if you get a referral Um, or there's some at-home kits that you can use now as well um, so you can actually stay in your house Uh, and wear or use the devices and the technology that they give you uh, and then send those results in, okay? So uh, if you are diagnosed with sleep apnea or if you have it, um, the prescription for it right now uh, is you're likely to be issued a CPAP machine, okay? Continuous positive air pressure machine uh, to help open up that airway and help get you the oxygen that you need so that you don't have these uh, apneic episodes, okay? All right, so there, in general, there's four types of sleep apnea. The most common that, uh, that we see uh, in military members is the first one, obstructive sleep apnea, and there's lots of uh, potential causes of that. So again, that's crucial when you go back to considering the nexus and how your sleep apnea might be related to your military service. There's also what's called central sleep apnea, mixed sleep apnea, and then there can be some other type of sleep di- disorder like insomnia uh, or something like that. Okay, so what the heck is the rating criteria? And by the way, this rating criteria is directly out of the law. If you Google ECFR Title 38, Part 4, the schedule for rating disabilities, you can actually look at the full guiding document under the law for how sleep apnea is looked at and rated by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay, so uh, take a look at the rating criteria. What we see most common is veterans are typically right in the middle, around that 50% level, where you've been diagnosed with sleep apnea, you've had a sleep study that confirmed the results, um, and then you've been prescribed or issued some type uh, of a continuous airway breathing machine, such as a CPAP machine, okay? And that will typically get you a 50% rating under the law. Now, uh, there's some major pitfalls that you need to avoid And sleep apnea claims are very commonly denied by the VA, especially if it's been years since you left left active duty. And it's not that the VA is disagreeing that you have sleep apnea. They're disagreeing that your sleep apnea was caused or made worse by your active duty military service. Okay, But there's uh, something that uh, you can do to help yourself, which I'll get to in a minute. Okay, so you might be sitting there watching this video going, all right, Brian, cool, what the heck do I need to do here? So as far as the evidence requirements go, you have to have a sleep study, and you've got to have a diagnosis of sleep apnea, okay? And then you need to be thinking about what are the in-service stressors that may help establish a clear nexus or that link to your service connection. Perhaps you uh, deployed in austere environments, um, stress from the job you have sinusitis rhinitis, you've got some kind of heart condition, uh, maybe you've already got post-traumatic stress disorder and you believe that your sleep apnea was caused or made worse by your PTSD or your mental health condition, uh, or perhaps it's related to something else, okay? But you need to be thinking about how did the military, how did your service cause or make your sleep apnea worse, okay? Again, it's all about medical evidence letter or, or medical evidence, excuse me. So then what you need to do is you need to get what's called a medical nexus letter. And I put, if needed, um, for most veterans, if you've been out of the service, if you've left active duty and you've been out for more than 12 months, you should get what's called a medical nexus letter. All it is is an MFR. Think of your, your time in the military, a memorandum for record that explains the doctor's rationale and diagnosis what the evidence was that they reviewed and then they're going to give the likelihood uh, based on their opinion and that's all it is is it's a medical opinion the likelihood that your sleep apnea was in fact caused or made worse by your active duty military service and so they may some they may say something like uh, in my medical opinion with 30 years of experience Uh, Based upon the evidence I reviewed, there was no pre-existing genetic disposition as to why this veteran would have had sleep apnea prior to service. Um, It's more likely than not that his PTSD was directly due to his military service, perhaps also related to incident XYZ, deployment, sleep issues, stress, insomnia, PTSD, heart issues, respiratory problems, whatever the issue is, right? Right. Uh, your medical doctor will uh, will need to help with that. Okay. Uh, I also recommend you write what's called a statement in support of a claim uh, for sleep apnea, where you as the veteran are going to talk about it and uh, tell your full story. So maybe your story was, you know, hey, I was tired all the time on active duty. My wife noticed I was snoring all the time. Uh, I missed work. I didn't understand, you know, why I was having all these sleep problems. My wife noticed uh, perhaps that you stopped breathing during the night. She was worried I was dead, Um, but I never went in. I never told my primary care doctor about it, and I wasn't diagnosed with sleep apnea until five years after I left the service, okay? It's okay to say that. You're just being honest about, hey, I I just wasn't diagnosed, uh, even though I believe it happened was caused or made worse by my active duty service. And then that last one is absolutely crucial. You can do everything right, but if you forget to have a buddy statement uploaded, uh, there's a high likelihood that the VA is still gonna deny you service connection for sleep apnea. Now all a buddy letter is, is it's the same thing I just described. It's a statement in support of your claim for sleep apnea written by a firsthand witness. So a spouse, uh, perhaps it's a buddy you served with. So maybe someone who you shared a room with deployed um, or somebody who can shed light on. I witnessed veteran Reese snoring all the time. Um, there were times where I thought he was dead. He stopped breathing. Um, I voiced my concerns to him of wanted to make sure he was okay. Uh, it is my opinion that he had sleep apnea while on active duty. It just wasn't diagnosed until he left the service, okay? That buddy letter is absolutely critical because the VA and the VA Raiders they weigh very heavily uh, on firsthand witness accounts and opinions, especially if service connection is in question at all, okay? All right, so here's a sleep study hack for you. Uh, If you think you might have sleep apnea, um, pick up the phone and call your local VA. Talk to your primary care doctor and ask and see if you can get a referral for a sleep study. You can also ask a private uh, physician for that as well. If you've never done a sleep study before, though, and you don't want to do that, you can also order online what's called a sleep study and an at-home test kit. Okay, so registered sleep technicians will score your test. uh, And a board-certified sleep physician, so this is an MD, a medical doctor, will actually review your test results, you know, and give do, uh, recommendations, and a diagnosis. Okay, so I just put a link there that's not an affiliate link or anything. It's just the best one that I've found that we recommend. Uh, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, but uh, you can Google. If you don't want to write that whole link down, you can Google uh, you know, 1-800-CPAP or sleep apnea uh, home, home test device kit uh, and order one, and it'll be shipped to your house. And you can hook yourself up and go through those actual uh, results if you think you might have uh, some type of sleep apnea, okay? So a couple ways to do it. You can do it at home by yourself. You can order it yourself. uh, Or if you don't want to pay for it, you can go to the VA uh, and request a sleep study or talk to a a private doctor and get a referral, okay? Now, I also want to talk real quick about sleep apnea as a secondary disability, Okay. So uh, this is another way that you can help yourself and help prove service connection, which again, is that link to your military service. So medical research has shown that sleep apnea has been linked to PTSD, TBI, uh, chronic rhinitis or sinusitis, deviated septum, asthma, heart and lung conditions, and other conditions. All right. It just didn't have enough space to list everything here. So what that means is if you're already service connected for PTSD, it is possible that you can file a a obstructive sleep apnea claim secondary to PTSD, meaning that your PTSD caused or made your sleep apnea worse. Okay, that's that automatic link and service connection piece that might be useful for you. The same is true with TBI Uh, rhinitis, sinusitis, deviated septum, asthma, heart and lung. Again, the only way you're going to be able to do this and and prove it to the VA though, you're going to need to get a medical nexus letter. Okay. And you're going to need to find a doctor who's willing to write one for you. um, Assuming everything is kosher, right? Assuming that the medical evidence supports that logical link and conclusion uh, that it could be linked to something that you're already service connected for. Okay. So hopefully that makes sense to you uh, on what I mean by sleep apnea secondary. Okay. So what the heck now? You're sitting there going, all right, Brian, this is cool. Now what do I do? So you need to get a sleep study done. If, If you've never had a sleep study done, go get one. If you're hearing my voice and you're still active duty, go to your primary care doctor now and get a referral before you leave active duty. Um, you'll thank me later <laughs> for that, and, uh, but you need to get a sleep study done, okay? Bottom line, whether you order the, the at-home test kit or you go through uh, your own doctors at the VA or a private doctor. If you are diagnosed with some type of sleep apnea, you'll more than likely then need to get what's called that medical nexus letter from a doctor, okay? And what you're looking for are two statements, at least as likely as not or more likely than not to your service. Okay. And we can talk more about that uh, if you have questions. Again, write a statement in support of a claim and you must, must, must have a buddy letter from a firsthand witness who can say things in that MFR that they write for you. Like, Hey, I witnessed uh, Brian snoring on active duty. We were deployed together. We shared a hooch. Um, he stopped breathing. Hey, I've been, you know, so-and-so's spouse for 25 years. Uh, I can say with 100% certainty that he did not have sleep apnea before we were married or while, you know, while he was not in the military, once he joined the military, he developed the condition, it got worse over time, he just wasn't diagnosed until 2017 and he left the service in 1997, okay, so whatever it is, you've got to help explain away uh, why you didn't get this done early on, why it wasn't diagnosed in service what happened during that time gap between when you left the service and present day um, and then having that firsthand witness shed some light on uh, what's going on okay again the va raters rely very heavily uh, on witness testimony and firsthand witnesses uh, who can provide that uh, that credible statement okay and if you need help that's what we do okay va claims insider our mission we are veterans helping veterans get the va disability rating and compensation you deserve for you and your families. And so that's what we do. We're medical consulting, we've got a full medical staff. Uh, So we're ready and available to assist. If you need medical evidence to help support service connection uh, for your sleep apnea claim, we can help with the medical nexus portion with the DBQ, uh, whatever you might need. Okay, so you got the link there. It's a a free process to get started. It's a simple three-step intake. So if you go to vaclaimsinsiderelite.com, you can complete the uh, the link there, the registration, make sure you sign our privacy policy in step two. It's critically important, all right, because everything we do is uh, governed and covered under HIPAA laws. So in order for medical staff and for folks to review your records, we have to have that stuff done and on file, okay? It protects you and it protects us, okay? So that's what we do if, uh, if you need some help. If you wanna shoot me a question, feel free to uh, contact us through our website, at VAClaimsInsider.com, and uh, again, hopefully you found uh, found this video useful and helpful as you go about filing your claim for sleep apnea. Okay, and thank you for your service as always. God bless you and your family. Uh, again, I really really appreciate what you've done, the services and sacrifices that you've made uh, for our country. And uh, thank you so much. If I can be of any assistance, please 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 reach out. Please share this video with other vets uh, who you think may need help as well. And uh, we'll talk to you very soon, okay?